one. Hello and welcome to A Humanistic Perspective. I am Chad and today I am joined with a amalgamation of cast members on the episode and we are so excited to have with us everyone we want to go around let's let's introduce and say some names Jonathan Dufresne Tommy Hill oh sh Nathan Zonga and Zach Mazouk yes sir and this is a very 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 special Friday episode I think did you guys all just fly in what, what? No, just for this wow really straight for this wow only reason Seriously, hundred percent. Thank you so much. Like we, we I'm so grateful from? to have your time. We're from time. Phoenix, or we came from Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go in. Like, let's start way back, Zach. Like, I, I wanna, I wanna give people like this. Let's make this episode really, really a chance to just explore Treehouse. Yeah. Get intimate. Let's open up. Go back. Where does the inspiration even come from? How do you even meet the the wonderful team and the guys that you have been around and put yourself around? Let's go back yes. straight. Well, first, I've known Chad since second grade. Um, Facts. So this this is cool. I'm yeah. glad that we're doing this. This is cool. Um, Treehouse started in 2016 with me, Cole, uh, me, Cole Ryan, Josh Tatum, and Noah Stein, um, and Zach Brosey. And then it kind of has now just developed into something like much bigger than a studio. Like um, we got a lot of artists that we work with. Um, we're just kind of a platform for artists to, to collaborate and network with one another. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Where did you, where, where did you even get the idea? Like why, 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 when you first got into this, why? Um, I mean, we were always into music. Like we loved music, listening to music, um, concerts, like yeah. watching people play instruments. So like we wanted to be, we wanted to be around it. We wanted to be a part of it, like, for sure. And we were just trying to figure out, like, what ways can we ensure that music will for be in our lives forever. Sure. And, like, building a studio is a great way to just be around it constantly. Right. Um, so that's where that idea kind of stemmed from. We built that, um, funded it, built it. Shout out Terry Hill. Um, Who's Terry Hill? Explain Terry, us a little Terry bit. Terry Hill uh, built my house. Okay, He's cool. my dad's, like, childhood friend. Oh, yeah. I um, feel like maybe one time we were having a fire and we, he had a lot yep. of... Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. A wood. Um, so he came and helped us. Um, I think we, yeah. had, we had Cole on and he said, like, you guys were super freaking resourceful. Like, Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. through that experience. For I, Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like, I feel like younger people who maybe check in or catch into the episode. Like, how did you guys even get that started? Because, like, for a lot of kids, they have ideas in their head of things they want to do, but they're like... How do I even just right. get this going? Yeah, dude, it's just resourcefulness. It's like being creative. Like, we didn't know anything more than anyone else would about how to build a studio. You know, like, we didn't know anything at the time more than anyone would have. So it was just asking questions to people who did know. Like, his uncle had a studio at the time. So that was the first person we talked to, like, on some, you know, what do we need? Like, what, what should we do? And he was like, you know, he, he put us in the right direction. Then it was like, okay, well... How are we gonna get wood? Like, just step by step, you're figuring it out, you know, every single step. So it was cool to do. Like, it was cool to see just like four guys who were 16 at the time, like, pull together, or five rather, pull together and like do it. Yeah. Because it was one of those things where, like, I think when we told our parents, like, hey, we're, we're gonna build a studio upstairs, they were like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, okay, cool. And, and then, it, and have you always had that support and that, that, like, were your parents like, 
I, I feel like they've been really instrumental, you know, mm. in, in helping guide you and, and keep. Yeah, absolutely. It. Shout out Kathy and Pat, dude. <laughs> um, Shout they out. They are, them. dude. They're very. They're very. Um, they're very. Like, did was she? What was she using that room up there for? Or was it? No, it was, was just no a playroom. It was just like okay. when we were kids, our toys, like oh, okay, video okay. games, like that's where we hung out. And then <laughs> was your was your mom like worried at first? Like, is this gonna look like half assed? Like, right, are you right. gonna do it right? So that's what it was. Like <sighs> the biggest thing was, she was like, "This is a phase. Like, you you start a lot of things, but you never finish. Mm. You know, like you say you're gonna do a lot of things, mm. but you don't do them. So that for me was like, all right, bet. I like that. Like, like put some fuel watch. under your right, eyes. Right, right, right. Watch. Like I will do this. We will do this. And that's what it, it kind of started. Like that first main source of motivation was that, just to prove that's people amazing. wrong. And then it was like, oh, we did it. So now, like, let's use it. All right, one baby step at a time. So yeah. like, now let's make let's make a platform. Let's yep. do something with this. Yep. Um, what were some of the first projects you guys worked on? Like, as as a team, what what were like the initiatives, or what were you like? Okay, now that we got this, what is right. next? The first project we worked on was probably like Traumatized or Love Trauma by Trent. Okay, hell yeah. Shout yeah, out Trav. trauma, um, or maybe traumatized. And then Javanis, we had him coming doing. Uh, I forgot what it was called. It was like a mixtape that we just put on SoundCloud. Diamond Division was coming through. Uh, Zach Brosi was like the the first artist to ever record. Wow. Um, we put a couple of demos out for him. Josh Tatum. Yeah, dude. Like anyone, anyone really that we could find that was making music, that we were like, hey, just pull up. Right. Like we have, we can record you. That's how it started. And then we started, obviously, social media, tried to grow that way. But you get a lot of flack trying to do stuff like that in high school, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. definitely. Like, thinking outside the box in high school, like, isn't the... Uh, it's not encouraged. No. 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 And I think, too, uh, a lot of times, like, your peers and the people your age, the, once you start to do that and once you start to define your own path, they start to get very uncomfortable about the path that they're choosing for themselves in that moment and they're projecting it. Yep. So what do you do? What are some <laughs> tactics for you to keep that centered? Like what? Because I know what I do, but I, I'm I'm always curious to hear like how other people my age, you know, how you, how do you keep that going? Because that's one thing that I've always loved about you and that I've always really respected is like, no matter what other people are saying, bro, hmm. you are on another wavelength. You are like, I'm gonna that. stay locked into my creative flow. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and we're gonna make it happen. Yeah. I think it's just like your friends, like the people you keep in your circle, man. Like. Like, your support system is huge. So if you don't have people that truly believe in what you're doing and, like, are supporting it, even if they're not necessarily, like, musicians or artists, like, I just have homies that like to wear the shirts and tell people, you know, like, listen to their music or, like, tell their friends about the music. Those are, that's great. Like, I, we were just blessed with having a friend group that was, like, this is cool, you know, like, yeah. we support it. And then from there, like, I'm not really listening to the outside noise like yeah but that's sick that's sick so you go to school did you have to slow down treehouse where did treehouse go um you moved to arizona correct right mm -hmm. how talk me through that process were you were you nervous what was going on yeah dude i mean i went to arizona like it was a very it was a very random decision like everyone here too nathan tommy like our homie dom back there Corey, mm -hmm. uh alex we all just kind of went like it wasn't really our top school. It was just like, it just happened to be where we all ended, mm -hmm. or ended up. Like, Treehouse at that point for me was like, this is a, a side project that I'll do like for fun. Sure. 
in my free time. It was were, never were something. Were you promoting too? I feel like I always saw like you guys were throwing like um like like DJ events and stuff. Yep. Like, that's Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill, the DJ. Hell yeah, yes, sir. Tommy. So, so <laughs> what? Like, I want to hear how'd you guys first link? What's that story like? A little bit. Uh, I met Zach. I met Zach at uh, the GCO pool through my homie Juven. Uh, and we were just talking about music hella and just got super connected. And then from there on, we just started talking more about Treehouse and music and like getting the name out for it. So we would go and do these GCU parties and hang up like a poster that says Treehouse Studios and just kind of like spread the word about it and get people known about it. It was sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And when did you like start DJing? When did I start DJing? Um, I've always been interested in music. I've always been interested in DJing, you know, like taking that sound of like combining two songs together to make it fit perfectly um are you kidding me yeah i literally love doing that exactly the same it's the best I bro literally, i literally have like 50 55 mashups like that i've been doing like throughout the past seven years so that wow that's amazing it's fun dude and it was just like just wanted to do these parties and um you know dj these parties i'd, I'd much rather be at a party doing that than yes. being wasted and wasting my time you know what i mean like sure. spreading that noise or that's you know awesome. creating music yeah it's super fun dude that's, Love that. that's super like that's that marketing mentality and like we were talking off the air for anyone uh, who's listening to this like you were you were saying you're in the marketing the graphic design world and like we were both i was very fond like we were both talking about that idea of like really understanding learning who you're talking to being able to um, express creative in a way that that connects with them and gets them get some thinking and get some get some feeling right which is sick so, what was your first impression when you guys were meeting? Tommy Hill was a man. He was a hospitality major, so the vibes were immaculate. <laughs> but uh, he's a good man, dude. Off rip, like off rip. Um, yeah, our homie Juven introduced us, and like the first conversation we had was music. So like that's how I knew, like okay, cool. And I remember he was showing me like freestyles on uh, YouTube. Like uh, we were watching um, ASAP Mob freestyle at one point, like. It was just cool, like that was stuff that I was doing that I was super interested in too. So like for him to be the first person to be like, hey, did you see this freestyle on Sway? I'm like, of course. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. And then I met Nathan the end of freshman year at a party as well through Tommy Hill. Nathan, I want to hear your interpretation. What was your first experience meeting Zach? My first experience meeting Zach. Um, Tommy was my guy the majority of the year. So <laughs> Tommy was like, yo, Nate, I'm going to this party. Um, my homie Alex and Alex and Zach are coming too. Alex finna drive. You wanna come? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I met Zach and Alex and we were chilling in the car and it was just cool music and cool vibes. They were intrigued in the shit that I had going on. I was intrigued in the stuff they had going on. Um we had a pretty good time at that party. Like we were just gigging to cool songs. And yeah, like a couple I don't know when after the fact, but we just started talking about music all the time yeah I, I love that too and i like that idea of like like sometimes like i'm realizing right now too for myself like to build the team you want it's got to feel like family like you got to be able to vibe with them like that mm -hmm. and like to to see that to see that for you guys is, is really cool where, where, i want to hear how did you first get into music yourself like maybe you want to share a little bit about your your story your background yeah, um, I started making music. Well, my mom put me in church choir when I was like five, and she always oh, had like sick. big African choir music playing in the house and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I started doing musical theater in like fifth grade, 
And I started writing songs with my brother and some of my friends in high schools when we were um, just chilling out when we were like 13, 14. And then from then on, every weekend we were doing, um, we were just making songs at my homie Royce's house. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, what, who were some of your influences like like at the time? What were you, what were you like, I don't know, where, where was your creative mental at really in that space? Um, I, the first, I mean, my influences were, because I was doing musical theater a lot, so I love big sounding, like grandiose songs. And um, I was, the, me getting into hip hop, I remember when me and my older brother were listening to Drake like every single day, and me and my, like, that's still, like what the folks case. be doing, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he hasn't gone away. It hasn't gone away. Favorite album by Drake. Favorite yeah. album by Drake. That's At a, this moment, that's a fat question. Right? Currently, man, like <laughs> nothing was the same. Was really, 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 really good. Mm. But sleeper, I've been listening to a lot of songs off of More Life recently, just because Ooh, it got a lot of vibey songs. That's, that's, got a lot of vibey songs, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing was the same, probably. <laughs> that's a great one. Great that's one. a that's a solid pick. That's amazing. Um, let me talk. Like, let me bring this back real quick, though. Do it. Treehouse to someone who has never heard of it, who's listening. The best way to that, like, I just really want to explain yeah. it in a good you, way. Hold on, you want to? I, I usually tell people to plug their shit at the end, but do you want to plug your shit at the beginning so people can check out? I'm and, plug like, my shit like 16 times throughout this. All right, go ahead. Go Treehouse ahead. Treehouse Studios <laughs> underscore on Instagram. Uh, Treehouse six three zero on Twitter. Uh, Treehouse Tapes Volume 1 is out now on all streaming platforms as well as our new single, Big Body. Volume 2 coming soon. Volume 2 is what we came here for as well, which I lied to you earlier. I didn't just come for this podcast. (laughs) We also came to start Volume 2, but the podcast is like 85% of the reason, so. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So is this an exclusive announcement right now? It is. Volume 2. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We'll post that. Yes. Thank you. Um... (laughs) But yeah, Treehouse started as a studio. We were just recording. That was our name, Treehouse Studios. Then we started releasing music. Um, Like our artists started releasing music under Treehouse Studios. So then it was like, we're going to be a label, which at the time, we're not a label. We're just calling ourselves a label, dropping music under it. Like, and that's what that started. So then it was like, okay, now we're trying to find artists. And we had a couple artists. And then when I went to college is when it really became like a brand. When I went to college, like that's when me and Tommy and Corey like made merch for it. That's, that's when we it. started really pushing social media, like taking cool pictures, getting good content. Yeah. Um, so now, like it's a brand kind of in Phoenix. That's how some people see it because they don't really know like the music behind it, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. no, if people are saying Trail Studios, that's cool. That's all we need. Yeah. We just need them to know what it is. Um, but now it's like. It's very interesting to see because everyone who started Treehouse is kind of like doing their own thing now. Like okay. Cole is now producing as well as making his own music. Right. Brosi is in multiple bands as well as making his own music. Um, you know what I mean? So like now everyone's going these different directions and it's like Treehouse is definitely still the goal, the end goal. But like I'm excited to see everyone individually like experience success. And then once that happens, we come back and we're like, yeah, now let's make a label. And let's do this. And then, like, that's the end goal is an, uh, an artist or, yeah, a label for artists ran by artists. Got it. Yeah. I love that. 
that that's, is, a, that's a good slogan. That's that a good catch on. That needs to be line. the future, honestly, mm-hmm. for how you do, you know, labels. Because labels, do, I feel like they don't care about their artists. They just care about the money that they are going to pull in. Yeah, they care about fitting to a certain, like, metric or a certain standard because it needs Did to hit this goal at this since time. Since 2020, their, like, major record labels, their revenue has skyrocketed. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, they're just glorified lending companies when you think about it, right? They put up all the capital in exchange for a shitty contract where they lock you in and gain rights to all your shit for life. Yep. Which is, I mean, literally, you could probably build a whole business model off just writing a good contract for the artist. Yes. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's that's sick. Like, I love seeing that. Knowing, knowing how the art, like... Knowing the process of creating music or creating a project or any type of artistic creation, knowing that process and how, like, all over the place it is and how, like, it's just wild. It's sporadic, bro. So, like, mm-hmm. for a label to say, we want we want three albums from you within the next four years. Right. And they all have to, they have, to have at least two radio hits on each. Three, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what? I know you just spent a whole year on this yeah, project, what? but it's, we're not going to count it as an actual album. This one's just a mixtape. This doesn't count towards the album count. So you're, we still got you. Right. We still right. got you. So it just like it doesn't make sense, bro. Like that, the whole process doesn't make sense, and that's why you see so many artists now going independent. Like Facts. we, we had the blessing of growing up here with like Chance really being that guy. Like he, he was showing us like he, he you can do this on your own, right? Yeah. So like for me in high school when he was dropping when he dropped Coloring Book, I was like. Wow, like, he did this on his own, and that's so obtainable. We had Cole Bennett, who's in Plano, doing this Wait, whole... Wait, straight, he's from Plano? Yeah, he's doing Lyrical I Lemonade. I no idea. And, I, like, we're watching that happen in high school, and I'm like, okay. And then that blows up. So then I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's anything is... You can... Right. You can do anything. I'm <laughs> seeing it happen in front of my face. Like, <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. So that's why I was like, dream big. Like, that's when we just decided, like, we're dreaming big, and... It's just being consistent and following through is what makes that a reality. Like, there's no, there's no luck involved. Like, yep. we've really been working every day for the last six years. Like, yep. me and Nathan just had a conversation the other day where, like, he was like, sometimes I feel like I'm doing the same thing and it's repetitive and I'm like, for what? But then he came to a realization that, like, you practice like you play. You know, you put these hours in to see the results that you're going to see. 100%. It, it gets mundane. It gets... It gets boring, it gets whatever, but like, nah, this is this is what we're going to love. Like the grind right now, Gary V. Shout out Gary V. That's where I got this yeah. from. This <laughs> isn't my own idea. I the got grind the book is right very, fucking behind yes, you on bro. that shelf, bro. Right there, crushing yes. it, Gary V. The grind is the best part. Yes. Mondays are the best part. Like, yes. Like that's what we're trying to ch- share with people. Like the journey. If you don't enjoy the fuck like literally last night, like I'm I'm so sorry. Like, right, we we plan, we're like, all right, we're doing this at eight in the morning. Last night I was up till fucking one forty five editing my goddamn business plan, but I love my life more than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm depriving myself of sleep in exchange though for the gratification of loving the journey that I'm living. Yep. And you can sleep. You can sleep when you're rich. Exactly. You sleep, sleep when when you've done what you want to do on this planet. You know. Really, don't think about the clock when we're making music. Like the clock goes completely out the window when we're making music. <laughs> it could be four or five a.m. type thing, and it's just oh, the mm. sun is definitely rising, but yeah. the songs are better than they were five hours ago. So <laughs> shout out to that. Yes, I I love that. That I. It's funny you say that too because like, as in my current role like with prismatic solutions and like taking on the CEO position a lot of what i'm doing is really just sitting down 
and writing and creating what's on my mental. And like there was two things. One, you talked about that idea of like building the culture and building this big ambition. Like one of my main things that I want to build and like the, t the team I want around me is I want that. Like I want everyone to have bigger goals to bigger things they want to do in, in this life. Because when you start to like think that way and live that way, where are you going to land? You're going to land higher than you would have if you not if you did not. Mm -hmm. that way, you know. And it also just encourages other people to do the same. Yeah, entirely. Like if you're confident in something that seems very very out there, other people are like, oh fuck, like, what what does he know that I don't? Right. But then it's like, nah, there's nothing I know that you don't. I'm just, right. I believe in this shit a lot. Yep. So like, I don't know. It gives it gives people the space to, to like speak things into existence for themselves you feel me yes like me saying this constantly is allowing others to be like all right well this is what i really want to do yeah. and i'm gonna say it out loud like and then i'm like okay bet let's yeah. do it so i think that's too that's one of those pivotal things that that's when you know you're, you're you've, you've left your teenage years and you're now like going into your transformative years is when you can finally say to yourself and come to that realization that like you know what you just need to do it, your, do it yourself you need to fucking put the work in you just got to put your head down. And even even if it gets tough, even if you're not sure, like there's so many days where I'm like, oh, am I going to even be able to get to all this stuff? Am I going to get it all done? But I don't just live in that 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 thought. I just go. Mm -hmm. I go, I go, I go. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, life makes it happen and work out. And you, two, you, you do one thing very well. You can connect with humans better than anyone I thought you were going to say kiss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. Uh, I don't know. We could, we'd have to do some asking around. We'll do Pause. a poll. We'll, we got to run a poll for that. Pause. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. Talk about. T could you could you share? Like I want to like. I, I all right. There's specifically how you got connected to all the artists you know everywhere you are, and like share some of your networking stories because, bro, you are so good at first impressions like that. You're so good at connecting that. with humans. I appreciate that. First impressions are a lot, man. They're a lot. Um, but do you, connecting. Do you overthink it? Is it I mean, natural for you? What is it? As a kid, it was natural. Okay. High school, like, it was natural. But I think now, like, more than ever, I am thinking about it, which is interesting that you say that. Yeah. I de like, first impressions now for me are like, fuck, like... It's crucial. A little bit of stress comes with that, because I'm like, I'm really making sure that you. they want to see me again, or they want to talk again, like... Yep. But networking is just talking. Networking is literally just talking to people you don't know. Go mm -hmm. And that, that has nothing to do with the... Don't overcome the area or anywhere. I can be on a bus and I'm networking. Right. I can be in a restaurant. I'm networking. I'm just talking to yeah, people. Literally. It has nothing to do with like the opportunities or whatever. Like, so that is the biggest thing. And but that's something I've always been taught. Like from a young age. Like my parents would always say, like, treat the, treat the doorman like like the owner. You know, type shit. Like, wow. treat the person who's waiting outside for your that's bags great. the same way as you treat whatever. So like having conversations exactly. the same way you would have conversations with someone who can give you something. Yep. usually results in that person actually having something to offer as well. And then it's like, oh, I would have never engaged in this. But now that I did, he knows someone from fucking Def Jam. Right. You know, like, random, random. There's knowledge the game you never know. You interact with. Yeah. There's truly knowledge the game from everyone you interact with. Yeah. So everyone has something to give to the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just all a matter of how you can untap that. That's one thing, too, like, when, when starting this is, like, I love more than ever listening to others. Like, I, I probably would say, like, when I'm not working, I'm spending all of my time listening to others, what they have to say, and learning new perspectives on that. Because, mm -hmm. like, 
if you're not growing every day, I feel like, I feel like you're really not using like your, your time or your mental to its full advantage. For sure. And, and I'm not saying that like, it can get tough. Some days you don't want to talk to anyone. Oh, fast. Some days I wake oh, up and no. I'm like, oh. I'm just going to chill. Like, this is where I'll be today. Yep. And I don't, I'm not going to respond to text. I'm not going to answer calls. Like, yep. So I completely, you know, I'm not saying that I'm talking to people, hundreds of people a day. I'm just saying that if you have opportunities for conversation or if you're in a place where everyone's on their phone, talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just communicate mm-hmm. normally. Put your phones down. Like, you know, ask them about their favorite music. Ask them about whatever you're into. Like, find a common ground and then grow from that. And the conversation, will, it's, it's a conversation, you know? So... That's fantastic. I have, a, I have a question just for you guys. Have you ever, have you ever thought about using Clubhouse to help try to build your, not not not, not just your fan base, but yeah, we're on Clubhouse. Nathan's Nathan's a. I'm. I've used Club the Clubhouse app two times. Okay. And you know it's. I just don't like being on my phone all the time. I just would rather be doing something else. But I know that's what it's gonna take. I I know that like in order for the music to see the people it needs to see it, we're going to have to do all the social media strategies that we can. I just don't have fun doing that part. But I just, ideally, I could just sit around, make music, and have conversations to make the music better type shit, and then let everything else happen. But That would, that would be cool. Like, if it, was, if, it, if it got high quality enough where you could, like, hear the, like, feedbacks, like, hey, listen to this thing. Do you guys like it? Or... Or something I could add, like you could like do live feedback with like people that are right. your fans. Well, you got you got yeah, like uh, cool. Twitch and stuff like that. A lot of producers oh, are now going true. on Twitch. Like, oh, come sense. catch my live stream, and watch me cook up, which is great. Oh, which is great. Same it. thing. Same thing. But like, yeah. If there's a like, if there was a way to audio interface type thing into Clubhouse, maybe you could do a little Clubhouse concert type thing. And you Cl- see people doing plays on Clubhouse too. But um, Clubhouse is cool. Like I've seen a lot of people make cool connections over clubhouse it's just yeah i want to go back to the new project that's coming out okay what what who any any uh any spoilers who's on it when's it dropping what's any themes what do we got going on what's the feel of this one because the first one was fucking fantastic the first one i remember i came to here and i played it for you before it dropped yep and i was like just tell me your honest opinion yeah, and I actually listen to this though. This is how I know Chad's a real one. I still dropped I that project first off that project when springtime hits, I love it. Say that like that transition here in mm-hmm. the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Say that best time to listen to it. I can't. I you brought can this project to Chad's windows down. and I said, "Give me your honest opinion about this project. Tell me like anything. Just give me notes." Mm-hmm. And I, I did that to like five, six people prior, and everyone was just like, "This is fire." This is cool. This is cool. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I came here though, and you said, "This is fire." You were, you were, you gave me the praise. You know, you're like, "This is dope. This is dope." But then you're like, "But I think some of the songs are a little too this. Like a, a lot of the songs are structured the same way, and I think you should break it up, and I think you should have more bridges and in, in, in different da 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 da." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hmm," and then I listened to it back, and I was like, "He's right." So like, but that you were the only person that was like, you really gave me something besides "This is fire," or which leads me to. When people show you your music, you don't have to say, this is awesome, just because they're there. Facts. Tell them how you feel. Like, give them notes, you know? Like, <laughs> if there's something that's whack, don't say, this is awesome, dude. Yeah. Because then what? You want him to put that out and then have everyone else, like, be like, this is a little too loud. This vocal right here is a little too loud, or this drum's off beat, or right. 
it's out of key. Like transparency I, is I, key. I've really noticed too. Like what really makes a good song is how it's mixed. And there are some people that I feel like are really great musicians, but the producing of it was very lack. And 100%. it's like it gets me to a point where I was like, this is really good, but this the experience of listening to it is not there. It's not doing it justice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Like yeah. So I'm excited. So does that mean there's going to be a lot of variety on this Dude. project? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, bro. We're trying to really have multiple genres. We're trying to really, like, the last one was heavily R&B and, and hip-hop influenced. Are you going into any new genres? <laughs> yes. We, were, we had recently took a trip to San Diego where okay. Nathan did a little bit of a... We're trying, like, I'm tr trying a lot of, like, four-on-the-floor, like, yes. vibey, like... Because we're in California. I want to make a lot of California songs, like beach records. Yo. And then yeah. Brosi has been sending up, sending back and forth a lot of cool songs. I can't wait to hear this. I um, can't wait to hear this. Alex was recording a bunch of songs over there, flipping. Jewel was recording on some songs. Like We got a lot of done, a lot done in Phoenix and um, San Diego over the past week. So. Yep. Where would you say the project's at, like, completion-wise? 50%. 50%, okay. Right That's now good. we're just making as many songs as possible and then we're gonna look at all the songs and see what makes the best cohesive project. That's the best. Right now, we're probably sitting, like realistically, right now, we're probably sitting on 25 to 30 songs. Yeah. Oh, that nice. weren't That weren't intentionally for the project, but it's just songs that we've made right. since the project, has, the last project has dropped. Oh. And I would like this one to be cohesive, so like I don't yeah. know if they'll all fit, you know, I don't know what will work, right, right, but right. like... I want there to definitely be a theme for it. A tie-in arcing line. Yeah. The Treehouse tapes are cool because for me, that like that was my first opportunity to like, obviously I wasn't necessarily involved in the in the making of the music physically. Yeah. But the Treehouse tapes was my like opportunity to like executively executively produce something. A project. Where I was like, let's put these tracks together, let's put these people on the same track, let's get this producer and like these artists together. Your first like time that doing way. all the coordination and booking. How was Which that? Which was sick. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Pre-production like I loved that it. is so much fun. Yeah, fun. like making the track list. Yep. Decide, like figuring out how many songs there will be. Right. The cover art, like it was, a, it was a really fun experience. And that was during the start of COVID. So like I was, how you said, I was up last night late, like, but I love it. Yeah. That was the way it was. Like COVID was happening and there was, it was terrible. I was locked in my room, yeah. but I was just on the computer every day, like working on this, this putting this project out. Um, that's so man. So I'm excited that's for so this cool. one. I'm gonna be on this one. Really? Yeah. Yourself. What are you? Your doing? debut performing. Oh. We shall see. Are you singing? We shall see. I can't. I can't sell it. You can't. All right. All right. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but I'm gonna be there. Uh, I'm gonna be there. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this, man. You're you're making it too juicy oh, now. Be there, dude. That's a cold MC. Facts. That's a cold MC. Streets don't know yet. The key word in that sentence is yet. 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 Holy cow. Yeah, people are working a little bit. Dude, I cannot wait to hear this. Are, are you, do you have a coordinating, like, are you thinking about a new merch drop with the project? Are you coordinating a marketing stunt? Bro, I, that's one thing that I really love about you guys and, like, all of it. Like, your production, your quality that you put out online everywhere, it's valuable content. So like, that. I want to I consume it. Mm. I enjoy it. Yeah, like, I love the shirt that he has. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got hand I've got sewed. one of the early yet yeah, one of the early link, hand sews. Oh, of course, of course. Hell yeah, totally. hell yeah. We'll definitely get that. I, so, are you thinking about that? Are you going? Sure. Are you? I, I'm sure you have to be. Oh, 
I mean, we're always thinking of ways we can make money. Sure. For sure. As college students who aren't making much. Right. And music is expensive and, to make. Yeah. Music and touring and all that. All of our dreams are expensive. So coming up with money is definitely like a priority. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Like Nathan said, like once you're making the music, you don't really care about like the marketing and, and promotion and like everything else. It's just more so like, let's just make this music. Let's just create the art. Yeah. So like, I don't know. If you're hearing this and, and you, you're into uh, marketing, online marketing, like social media marketing, content creation, hit my line. You're and we'd love to work. Hell we'd yeah. love to meet you. Yep. Um, yeah, that's the one thing, too, is you're always looking to collaborate. Yeah, always. That's the key to, in my opinion, success for any human is just doing as much collaboration and as much human... G gathering as much human connection as you possibly can within your life. Mm. No doubt. I feel like that is the the true key to success. I wanted to circle back. We we haven't even freaking touched yet this coffee we're drinking. I, I'm done. I was about to ask you yeah, if I can get another cup. Coffee's yeah, we, fire. coffee's fire. The coffee, coffee it does fire. taste really good. This is a, uh, what is this here? It is a uh, Grace Dark Roast mm. house blend of theirs from Grace Classic. Coffee and Wine in Yorkville. Shout out to them. Yeah. Taste fire. fire. Uh, I can actually go get us another another uh, batch brewing. Let me go Let me go start that. I love it. So sure. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, you guys do you guys go. know... Take, take my spot. Okay. Do you guys know what will be either the first track or the last mm. track? We were just talking about that the other day. We've kind of... I think he just, we decided track three. But... <laughs> track two. Track two. The first track, track and the last track is very important, though. They're the most important. Yeah, they're the most important. But you know what the second song is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a oh. listener... I love, like, as a listener, honestly, my favorite songs are the outros. Yeah. Because I think it's so oh, interesting agree. to see how an artist decides to wrap it up, wrap there's, a project up that says so much. There's this song that I've been having in my head that I, I really want to get on paper because it's this, it's a sample that I want to use, and you, and make a rap beat out of it that I think mm. is like, I'd say very close to like a song that Jaden Smith would make. Mm. But it's just from the sample. It's a very, I can't believe it hasn't been made honestly into hmm. a rap sample. It's so you you're an opera singer. Yeah, but I love I love all different types of music. All right, so yeah. we're gonna need you on this project. <laughs> what is what? He's, he's I'm not. Bass. There's no cat. Bass. Mm -hmm. oh, we're gonna yeah. need you on this project. No oh, yeah. We can soon as this is done recording. <laughs> let's go to the studio. No cat. Right studio right here. You can okay. put it right here straight. I can bounce it and wave for you. I promise you, we are. Yeah. We can stack as many vocals as we need. I need right a, I now. need an opera interlude, no cap. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I need an opera interlude, bro. Jake, we can make an arrangement bro. right oh now, God. man. It's one, hey, it's twelve thirty four. That's not a fucking. We can make this arrangement right now. Twelve thirty four. Whoa. We're putting the, we're putting the dots together, wow. man. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever you need, just yes. let me know. All right. This this is the this man is the only man I know who can take a piano, and I'll say, "Give me something," and then oh, you play piano too? Five minutes yeah, can whip piano. up Dude. an entire melody, and then I'll be like, well. "Bro, I hate that." Like, I'll be you like, know, "You you 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 show me any B flat, da. E flat." Ha. It was kind of an A flat in the middle of an this A. This guy. <laughs> 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 okay. All right, bro. No, but literally, yeah, he's already on the tape. Yes. <laughs> he literally whips up piano melodies. I'll be like, I hate that. And literally three minutes later, we'll have an entirely new idea with yep. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude. But yeah, I, Good. It's, it's what I love doing. I love just... I love analyzing... Whenever he plays Dave Matthews, Chad, I always love analyzing the chords and how they change mm. so differently. Like, he'll go from one key and then automatically just... The, the chorus will already be in a different key and it's like... It catches you. It's weird. I have a friend who's seen Dave Matthews 50 times. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't imagine seeing him once. Yeah, Max is obsessed with Dave Matthews. But, yeah, it's something that, that I've sense. always admired. I love all different types of music. I love I love the way that se- like stuff is produced as well. Like, it's, it's been such a... It's been de- definitely an interest of mine, in, as you know, for a while. So, yeah. Well, what music are you guys listening to at, like, the moment? What would you guys say? Um, everything that came out on Friday was crazy. Oh, my God. That was a drop. <laughs> that was Friday a, was a song night. drop. Like, I want to... Wait, wait, wait. I wanna we had Drake. We had Justin Bieber. We had Chance. We had Anderson oh. Pack and Bruno. Yeah, we that had... Was interest- that, was a, that was a good one, I'd say. I'm just... Yeah. Chad brought it up uh, recently. Like Anderson Pack is just I, I've heard is a really not good to work with in mm. terms of like with other artists. Like he feels very full of himself. At least that's mm. what Chad told me. I've heard an interesting story about Anderson Pack as well. But I like Anderson Pack's music. His, his music is good. And like his well, the first interview I've seen, they fire. seem to like yeah. click pretty well. Like I watched the Breakfast Club interview yesterday, and they just like I don't know the Bruno's- hearing Uptown Funk. Like you were like, yeah, Anderson Pack would. Definitely make crazy music with Bruno Mars. So like, Bruno's I feel about like to take out of space. Together, I would be. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this project is gonna be a whole album. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. They're calling oh, themselves wow. Silk. Silk some, Sonic. Yeah, Silk Sonic. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I love Anderson Pack. That sucks to hear that he's not a good guy, but I think he is until yeah, I meet him. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like that though. It just comes with the fans for sometimes for people. Mm. Some people it just gets you get too carried away with it. You don't stay humble. You stay. You you know you can yeah, well that's what happens when you have yes men around you. That's yeah, what I like when my homies yes say no. But that's what he was talking about too on that last like we we're listening to Anderson okay. Pack on the way here like. Hey pause, we just took over. Yeah we did. Treehouse, Treehouse on the podcast. <laughs> but that's we what we were talking about like we we're listening to the song on the way here like Fame kills his favorite artist you know what I mean. Mm. Who's who, hey whose bar was that? Anderson Damn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fame killed all my favorite artists. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how that can have an effect on someone's personality or, like, okay. how they, like, work in the industry as well. But that man is so talented, bro. It blows my mind. Yep. I would love mind. to meet him first before I make a conclusion, though. Yeah. Yeah, me as well, me as well. Um, cool story about him. He was he was a, the drummer for, like, a wedding cover band for, like, the last 15 years before he blew up like he was he was grinding he was just going gig to gig as a drummer for this for this cover band wasn't his name like breezy lovejoy or something like that yeah <laughs> and you know what i mean but he did that for so long imagine doing that like ima- like you have to eventually think like where are we going with this same with uh Giveon, the dude that just that r&b oh. singer he was i think he was like a mascot oh, for like yeah. a, a fast food chain like spinning the sign while he oh. dropped, when he did the Chicago Freestyle with Drake, when that dropped, he was still a mascot, spinning oh a sign. Oh, my gosh. Type Serious? shit. So, like, yeah, like, you you never know. It's just it's just wild to me. Like, anything. Anyone can anyone can honestly get the opportunity nowadays. Like, the, the social media world has made it so much easier for you to be, have access 
to so many different people at once. You know? Truly. Absolutely. I'm trying to find the story uh, about Frank Ocean and his record deal because it's just a very good story, and I'd like to, to read it, and then we can... Oh, yeah, 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 let's do that. I thought he was... Um, oh, talking to the mic. I thought the whole thing was he had one more album left with, uh, with uh, whoever he was signed to, and he put out, uh, he put out Endless the like secret album like visual album the yes. night before to finish out his uh his uh contract uh, obligations and then the very next day he put out the masterpiece that we i listen what? to every day at least blonde it 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 will be is that straight the story that's sick if that is no that is and blonde is one of the best albums of the 2010s i feel like it's Absolutely. one of the perfect albums to come out especially in 2016 it is oh a masterpiece it's yeah. very impressionistic almost mm. giving you like a like an appearance of like for example the song white ferrari from that song what ferrari like i love the fact that like a lot of people talk about cars as like this awesome thing that they have but he specifically like talks about those cars as like memories of women that he went out with mm. like that's the memory like i picked you up in that white ferrari and like <laughs> He has, it's such a different feel. It's way more, like, emotional, I'd say. Definitely. And that, that album is so much more personal than people think, like, especially within his sexuality, because, like, what people don't know is, like, Nights is in the middle of the uh, album, and that switch up for that beat is when he, like, starts talking more about his sexuality even more, and, like, throughout the album, and he's more comfortable with that, too, and that's super cool to acknowledge and, like, see how he did that. And yeah, and like specifically with that that song too, like that is that switch up on that song nights is the middle of the album. Yeah, and I find it I find it interesting how like self control is like prior to that, like he's trying to like right you know hold himself because the beginning of the album is very just like observatory, I'd say. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know Nikes and stuff like that. Like it's and then what, the more you get into it, the more you really see the vulnerable side of him mm -hmm. you know and that's what's so interesting about it and absolutely. the apple and the ending is is beautiful absolutely the ending is oh, oh, so beautiful that yeah. album will be timeless for sure for sure i think my favorite moment is be yourself into a uh, solo oh. just like frank's mom telling him all this stuff about not doing drugs and, not, and i'm like wow this is my life frank why are you listening to me and then uh <laughs> flip in um, just going into talking about how sad he is solo smoking the next song bro I love that song so What's much it, wasn't that your bio for a while the uh, sluggish slug lazy uh, concerned yeah. sluggish lazy stupid and unconcerned <laughs> yeah I like that uh, I wanted to ask for you guys where where are you going next what is like the, your short term obje objective or agenda for all of all of you gentlemen um, on the 12th we're going to Florida we're going to PCB um, and then the 20th, we'll go back to, to Phoenix and then kind of wherever Nate needs to go, man, wherever, wherever the wind takes us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're supposed to go to Florida. I should buy my ticket. Yeah. Um, wow, bro. We've learned about those tickets. Mm -hmm. what, but... what about <laughs> so I sent Tommy, uh, I sent everyone a ticket like three weeks back for this date. Exactly. I think that was $45 round trip. Yeah. And I was like, this would be perfect. Place, yeah. Right. Right. 
but what do I know? So then they waited until the day before to buy the ticket, and they spent a lot more than $45. And it was still a Spirit Airline flight. Yeah. So oh, it was terrible. Wow. Uh, but God got us. We ain't going to be taking Spirit no more. At no. least me. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it's always good to take the, like, you know, the more, like, well, <laughs> like well-known. Yeah. <laughs> Frontier has always been good to me whenever I take Frontier flights. I'm a Delta bitch. Delta's great. Yeah. I, Delta. I really like Alaska. I like Alaska. Alaska? You're talking about the airline or yeah. the state? Alaska airline. I've never yeah. been to the state. Me either. I'd like to go. They want to do shows in Anchorage. The treehouse will be there. Okay. All right. That would be sick. That's sick. Yeah, I mean, if you go in the summertime, it's beautiful. But the thing is, though, it's like when you go in the summertime... It's like light it, it 24 never, hours a day. Light 24 hours a day. It will be 11 at night, and it will feel like it's like 7 yep. p.m. My dad was based in uh, Anchorage, so like for a while he was like living there. That's so weird, like so wild to think that like 22 hours out of the day it's light, completely light. How, how do you go to and sleep? You're just kicking it. That's what you I'm saying. To, you have to literally put like shades. Mm -hmm. like, a lot of people have like blackout out. shades at their crib, Damn. but it's wild. Damn, it's very wild. Imagine like people that like lived there back in like like 200, 300 years ago. Did they just? Like, was it so hard for them to even try to go to sleep, probably? I wonder. They just probably, like, this is what I'm imagining. If you grew up and lived in Alaska your whole life, that's what you think every day. Like, that's what you think everywhere is, right? right. Because you don't know. You don't know. conditioned. Right. So if I'm going somewhere, let's say I'm traveling for the first time out of Alaska, and it's it gets dark at 5 p.m., I'm like, I'm thinking the world's ending. Like, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on, bro? Like, that's real. That's an interesting, you know, shout out Alaskans, but <laughs> it gets dark. Alaskans. Just so you know, it gets dark, yeah. I had no idea that uh, Coldman had started here. Yeah, he's from Plano. He, uh, he started in high school as well. He started in high school, and then, like, he just did, he, it's interesting because he's, like, a really good blueprint for any creative person that's trying to do something on their own. Like, he's still independent, or is he signed to a major? Yeah, like, he's he's he in a, no, he's no. he's on his own. Like he's built uh, lyrical lemonade. Like he has a headquarters in the city. Uh, he just expanded to like now he's releasing real lemonade. So that's a whole other avenue of uh, nice. income for him. Like he's throwing shows, obviously doing videos. He's just doing all of it, bro. Like, but it was really cool to see him do it because I was like, he's built a brand. Yeah, and I was just like, if he can do it, he's from Plano. He he ate the same things I ate when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> y'all um, had the same cereals in Chicago. You said what? Y'all just have a lot of great examples in Chicago type shit. Like, yeah. all, all of their example was yay. And then, like, you have, like our generation has Chance and Saba and No Name and... Smino. Smino and... Oh, like, Smino is so good. I love Smino. I think, too, it's, like, the fucking Midwest. Like, there's there's so much of the time of the year where you're just, like, trapped indoors. You're just like, what the, What are you going to do? What are you going to do out here? Music, that's what you're yeah. going to do. You're going to grind your ass off. You're going to put your head down. Yeah, they talk about, like, hip-hop-wise, they talk about, oh, yeah, Atlanta is the place in the country where all this stuff is going down. And, like, a couple years ago, Florida had their, like, big... I mean, Florida's still big type thing. But um, I think the Midwest, they do get their love, but, like, I think Chicago the should... The Midwest has more long-term, I feel like, examples of rap, you know? Like, people that have been in the game for a while that are really famous Absolutely. always come from the Midwest. Yeah. Unless yeah. L.A. Unless you're talking about, like, well, any... Well, there's L.A., too. Yeah, of course. What are your thoughts on L.A.? Do you like it out that way? 
No, I'm just kidding. Uh, LA is like whatever. LA is cool, man. But Chicago is the best city in the world, and yeah. no one will ever change my mind. So like, Agreed. I and think. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a Seattle guy myself. Chicago's top five. I'm trying to. I haven't been out there yet. I really want to go check it out. Seattle's a wonderful place. Go in the summer. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Go in the summer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. This you might best. catch a little. It's not cold. It's just gray. It's just gray and rainy and wet. It's just gray. Mm. See, snow and cold is like a, that's a priority for me when I'm looking for a place to have a house. Like, I prefer that, but. That's why Canada is your. That's, yeah, it's my dream. Yeah, we have snow every, we had snow this year. We probably had snow last year, but it's not as bad as living in Minnesota type shit snow. Yeah, the Minnesota snow is so different. That's like a different type oh, of cold. Like, your guys' football yeah. team dome collapsed. Oh, that was crazy. I remember when that happened. I remember SNL <laughs> made fun me. of it, too. He was actually in there. Right now for the podcast. Oh, that experience. He was actually in the dome. I remember driving by <laughs> the Metrodome. It was fucking like 4.45 in the morning Tom was when by it himself. happened. Yeah. You he were was in just the dome. chilling, yeah. I was just chilling there. Oh. Sitting with the Vikings, oh. yeah. No, it was weird. Like, I remember like driving by that, like, I think it was on my way to, like, my dad's house or something and just, like, looked different, like, seeing it, like, all the snow, like, capsuled in. But, like, now it's gone, like, you know. I was I was blessed to be able to see the Metrodome and, like, actually go to it, you know what I mean? But the U.S. Bank Stadium now, bro, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So nice, like, the US such Bank an upgrade. Stadium. Where is that? It's in Minneapolis, in Minneapolis where the Vikings play. Oh. Yeah, dude. They had yeah. the Super Bowl there, like, a couple years like, ago. Like, they get so yeah, much snow, their dome collapsed. Yeah, it was crazy, and, like, the snow there and the weather there, it's just on a different extreme from what it is here in Chicago. Like, it's very similar. Like, that's what I was saying to Zach yesterday when I came out here because it's my first time ever being here. Like, I have family out in Chicago, so I'm out here all the time, but this is my first time visiting Zach. Yeah. But it's crazy how familiar it is, you know what I mean? That's why I love it. I love it out here. Like, super cool, but that Minnesota snow, dude, yeah. that Minnesota temperature, <laughs> gets so, tough. It gets tough. So here's but. a good segue from this. Okay. Prince. Oh, yeah. Right. He's from he's from Minneapolis, but let's let me let me ask this question that I have in my notes Ooh, okay. about something. Yeah, basically, why do you think why do you think artists or just people in general are appreciated more after they're dead? Like, why do you think people don't give people their roses while they're here? And I'm not saying that Prince didn't. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the segue from just an artist who died. You know what I mean? Like, why do you think? I'm thinking about Mac. I'm thinking about a, uh, like pop. Like you just have so many artists that are so many people. great artists, but then they die and people are like, oh. No, so I get that, like yeah. you know, that's how they find I, out about the music. But like, I think it's really people are just celebrating the like life that they lived. Mm. You know, mm. you know, like even that. for people that have been in the game for a long time, or if they died younger, because if they died younger, then you're like, oh, they did so much stuff. I mean. Like, look at the 27 Club, all those people. Like, they were decently famous, but then they got how they became household names mm -hmm. just because they died at age 27. Right. I feel like with Mac, it was like, as like, it was just that it rocked the hip hop world that day, but like, his cult following was so sad type thing that everybody was on some like, whoa. Who was this person that had such a large impact on them? I need to figure out what they're doing. Mm, oh, no. man, this person, what? Man, why is he gone? Whoa. He was really good. He was going somewhere with this. Dang. Something interesting about Mac, too, is that he, uh, like, in, in terms of collaboration, how we were talking about earlier, like, he really was on that. Like, 
he was that artist that was like giving the artist we now know of their first like experiences with a you know what i mean like he was he was bringing people out to come record and like you know working with people like kendrick lamar opened up for mac on tour no way yeah was this like you know what i mean this was a long 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 time ago but i'm saying like he was that dude that was putting other people on always and like i think that's why that was so big is because he did really touch like everywhere bro he he had his hand in everything like which was cool to see and that's something that like that's the energy we're trying to receive we're trying to bro. do as well yeah mm-hmm. let's just work with everyone bro He's just that's on some like i think there's a lot of people who can say their first studio experience was because they were coming up to the treehouse studios yeah or like the first like like a lot of people's first concerts that i was doing growing up type thing it was just like me and my homies just like like let somebody open up for us and it's like somebody's gonna the universe is gonna throw us back our bone and we'll be able to open up for whoever we want to open up for mm. i want to go back to your question that you posed about the artists and and having their their day of of, of recognition post-life i think that concept too is really for for humans we are we're so busy and we're so misguided so often with the clouded judgment and all the thoughts and all of the the realities that come with the existence that we have that sometimes it really takes a level of truth to be unlocked through losing a soul or it or it moving on before our existence slows down enough to allow us to really listen and understand Mm -hmm. and i think once you finally have catastrophic or very visceral moments that can 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 give you that reality and that that ability to slow down that's when you really understand and connect and and it's sad that some artists die so young before that happens but i really think what is happening is something in their journey could not have been unlocked until that that truth came out or or that passing happened i don't know i was thinking about that while everyone was talking i was like yeah it's "Hmm." interesting you're seeing artists die younger i mean you see that in the rap world now with juice world and x and Uh, peep, you know, like all those people have like one or two solid albums and that's it. Mm. Nothing. I mean, they probably, I mean, they had possibly juice world has like thousands of songs. Juice. Juice is different, bro. Yeah. Juice is different. What? Yeah. Like he was like, I'm never in a bad mood listening to his songs. Like it depends on if it's the acoustic version or not, but you know he was locked in. He was on. He was very locked into what he knew he could do well. Yeah, he loved it. Yep. It's just it hurts listening the Juice World type thing because like he talks Mm -hmm. about his pain a lot and he talks about like his battles with things a lot. So like seeing how he went out and then hearing him talk about everything that he's gone through, and that's the same thing with Mac. It's like why did it take him to be gone for people to really, really hear him. And like, mm-hmm. I know people really heard him type thing, but like, he was crying out for help in a lot of those songs. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Like, I always notice that, like, whenever, like, someone, like, for example, like Kurt Cobain, whenever he did his MTV Unplugged concert, which was the last thing that was televised mm-hmm. before he died, it's, you can very clearly tell it's almost like a funeral procession. Like there's flowers everywhere and all of the covers that he did were very much like mournful, like covers. And it's, and it's just so interesting how some people just decide to end like what you listen to. Like, uh, like I used to be into Linkin Park 
And when the lead singer of Linkin Park died, then I was like, oh my gosh. And then one of the other members died at Chester. After. Yeah, Chester. Yeah. And uh, listening to his last album just made a lot much more sense. Always. It, 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 yeah, it's crazy. Because, like, yeah, it's so interesting how, like, people just get idolized just because they, it, it's crazy. Like, why weren't they that appreciated? Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Which is, yeah. I think people should, like, people should start giving more credit and, like, more recognition to the people that deserve it now. Mm. Like, if you're proud of someone or if you're, like, this was really cool, I want to, like, let them know, like, don't wait. Like, do that. Let them know. Like, say what you need to say now because you don't know. I... I sympathize with that sentiment entirely. Literally, even just like uh, two days ago, I was, I was at the gym, and like uh, a friend of Ethan of mine's, his name is Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. I saw him at the gym, and like we have, I had no idea he worked out there. I was there at like a time I usually don't go, and he just came up. He's like, "Yo, man, I've been listening to the show, man. I really, I, I fuck with it, man. Like every time I sit down and I have a second, I, I catch up with the episodes." And I was like, "Wow, man, like I really appreciate that." But after I left the gym, I made sure like I. I wanted to say thank you because really like it, it meant a lot to like see or just connect with someone in the community who is actually doing that and and like it kind of really ties it all in and brings it together and it's like wow this is this is really fun it's really cool because I get to connect now like he came up to me and it was like it's like he's, he knows what's been going on in life you know because it's like you have that relationship now mm -hmm. and just uh, and in cherishing those like you were saying while they're still here yeah so I'm gonna bring this back to trios just because hell yeah trios. like we said 16 times yeah. bro 16 treehouse times. studios underscore on instagram <laughs> you still have like yes, a solid bro. like you still have a solid 13 so yeah yes so, i need to do it a couple more times we're getting there treehouse studios underscore but um <laughs> yeah so i want to talk about things coming full circle with treehouse a couple examples um the first time the first time nathan and me like went out of our way to to link i picked him i picked you up from la with my friend alex me and alex drove to la picked him up drove back that night and then we started treehouse tapes volume one that right night, i had like wow. three four dollars right Holy we were just like it doesn't matter we're gonna get we just need to be in the same place let's let's get it so then we we made that happen this year i have no money he flies me out to seattle then he comes to Phoenix, and then we go to Chicago to start volume two mm -hmm. type shit. So it was just, like, one of those moments where, like, that energy is... The energy is always reciprocated. Everything's coming back full circle. So, like, it's cool that we have people that, like, we know we can count on as well as if, if it's the opposite, we know that the energy is going to be the exact same. Like, he didn't have to fly me out to Seattle, but it was, like, a lot was going on. You know, his, his short film just dropped, and I wanted to be out there but I didn't have the money, and it was like, nah, we'll make it work. Like, money money is not an issue. We'll make it happen. Um, wow. It just feels like every time we don't, I don't know, everybody has had my back when I haven't, when I was super worried about cash type shit, and it's like, God got us stupid nice these days, man. Yeah. Every time, <laughs> every time something else is, it looks like something's gonna go wrong, it just works out. And it's like, I don't know, I'm it, it, I'm just ready for all the energy. I'm just, I just want to 
put out as much positive energy into the world as possible because I know it's going to come back soon. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like we talk about that with Treehouse all the time. It's just like, what are you doing today? Like, how is what you're doing today going to affect your tomorrow? Could you talk a little bit about your, your project? Because I think it was so beautifully constructed, and I think for someone who's listening and maybe hasn't seen it, could you just give them a glimpse into what your brain or what you were thinking while creating it and going through that and really i i would love for if you could express that for people because it's it's amazing yeah for sure um when um last year we were over here when um the george floyd video went viral we were over here and we just so happened to be on uh on a cabin trip over to um, we were going to visit Tommy at Tommy's cabin in Minnesota type thing. So we drove through Minneapolis, not knowing, like I was surprised, but, um, that day I was just getting, um, one of the songs, Truce, that hey, we did. Lean into the mic, man. What? Lean into the mic, yeah. Yeah, we were doing a song, Truce. I had a song called Truce that I wrote like five years ago, just talking about different issues with police brutality and different issues with just like... I don't know, love and empathy. And um, I just wanted to expand on that. And we were having a lot of conversations in the car and we were having a lot of conversations at the cabin. And we were having a lot of conversations with people that we were interacting with at protest and people that we were interacting with just like actual police officers. Like we, we, conversed with everybody and um yeah i've been going to a camp called prodigy camp since i was like 17 but i've been getting interviewed by this dude named rick and um we were like let's make a joint video for truce and enough and um since i've been doing these interviews it was just like and since like the um since truce and enough are like kind of like evolutions of each other um, why not show the evolution of me growing up in, um, within that? So we made it a documentary slash short film slash music video. It's out now on YouTube. That's awesome. Called Enough. Yeah. It's I called Enough. To, I would love to see that. That well, would be awesome. How long was production for, for the shooting of it? Uh, we shot it for, f- we did a three day shoot in okay. Seattle. And then, um, uh, did, you do, did you guys have like a ton of locations and stuff? No, uh, we had, we had like three, four different locations, I believe. But um, they it was were during COVID too. Yeah, during Which COVID, and like they had the, um, and everything was crowdsourced. Like it was, everything was all donations. Like we had a film company, we had a um, film company donate like three hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment type thing just Holy because they cow. were down with what we were doing, and like, no, we just kept on getting blessed by the community. Everybody that worked on it was volunteer, just campers that I had met. So, holy crap, that's so unique. No, it was it was that's a really incredible. fun, it was a really fun, um, it was a really fun project. We're working on. Um, finishing the album that are like works around um that short film but like every time we're working on one project we're really working on three four at the same time have to be yeah because last time we, we were doing natrop three mm-hmm. at the same time as the treehouse project that's the same time as uh honda 
EX. No, EX. Or the same time as uh, Black Hollywood and Ethan Mosley, also a Colorful Conundrum. And uh, Trent put something out, too. I love that project. It's Yo, beautiful. shout out to Ethan. That project is beautiful. Hey, Ethan, Ethan Mosley, if you're listening to this. Thing. Yo, Ethan, if you're listening to this, can we get an episode going? Yeah. Yeah, let's round that up. Ethan, if you're listening to this, put out more music because you're really good at it. Ethan, if you're listening to this, call me. What, what type <laughs> of music does Ethan make? Ethan, all Ethan Mosley cares about is hookers and blow. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. It's a great synopsis, yo. That's a great. All he cares about is hookers and blow. I love hearing this. That's a great first impression. <laughs> no, uh, he's suspect, man. He's, it's 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 rock. It's influence. It's influence from just so many different varieties, though. Like it's like the a, psych uh, rock world, the fucking uh, punk rock world, the the shoegaze rock world, reggae. Oh, yeah, I some, love some jazz. Some. I feel like Ethan. Oh my oh, bad. No. Ethan Mosley is. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Ethan Mosley is the best guitarist I've ever met. Not best. I mean, he shreds. Like this man shreds. Wow. I've never seen anyone play the guitar he, like him. I prefer like, to just play like lead and just fucking solo over everything. He is, he's his crazy. His pen is like, nice too, bro. Is like yep. His pen is very nice too. Yeah? Has mm-hmm. he been writing lyrics too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you say he's like, uh, do you know Eric Johnson, the Cliffs of Dover guy? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's a really. Or Eddie Van Halen, would you say he's. I feel like he'd be influenced by. Influence. His biggest influence is Jimmy. Jimmy, oh, yeah. that's my yeah. favorite person. That's his. That's his big influence. Um, yeah. You know, you know, a cover of a song is good when the original artist does the cover on their concerts. Like all along the Watchtower, that's a Bob Dylan song, and Bob Dylan will only play the Jimi Hendrix version. Shout out Bob Dylan too, man. Wow. Oh, I'm li- I'm, I'm loving. Like he's Minnesota? my new addiction. Yeah. I I listen to Bob Dylan like half the time now in my car. Like, at least the new album or an album I know very well, but nothing he puts out is bad. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song? Oh, that's so tough. Right now, it would probably be either Tangled Up in Blue or any song from Free Wheel and Bob Dylan. Come on. Or Blonde on Blonde. I love both of those. Like, it's so hard to pick a song that I love specifically. The Girl, Girl from the North Country is a really great one I love. It's um a hard rain's gonna fall. It's a hard. It's a hard. It's a hard. It's a hard. It's a hard rain. It's gonna, it's gonna fall. fall. Yo, shout out yeah. Bob Dylan's collab with the the dead too. That's sick. Like the that collaboration. Oh, the with dead, dead and come. Damn. Like, the Grateful Dead. dead? Yeah. Oh what wait, that? what? Yeah. I love the Grateful Dead as well. Me too. Dude. Like oh, like yeah. I just recently got into this past year. The song Dark Star by them. Oh, yeah. You know, their live version, though. Damn. Because there's, it, it's so <laughs> extended every time they do it live. It's Absolutely. so... It's it's amazing. The Dead are cool, bro. It's cool to see, like, how they... Each song, when they perform it, it's just different every single time. You know what I mean? Like, they can really, like, change it up. Like, each show is always going to be different. It's exactly. never going to be the same show. Like, if you've never seen The Dead, like, you, I recommend it 100%. Like, want to experience music... Go see the dead, especially now with Dead and Company with John Mayer. Yeah, Dude, it's good. So good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. 
So I think we're, we're we're getting pretty thick in here. Do you want to I want to give you I want to give you a chance everyone. I usually on a Friday episode always ask one question if you have a piece of advice for someone who's listening to this that's young or doesn't know what they want to do with their life yet or they're just sitting at home or they're just like waiting to hear something. What's your one piece of advice you have for that person? Tommy Hill, I need you to tell a story about a story about uh the doors and getting to look at the doors and finding out what they really are. The story that your dad told you or the doors. Or, uh, the band? The I'll, tr- I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to. So when you go to heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking Go ahead. <laughs> the doors, man. Oh, yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, for sure. Um, Reverend Hill, Reverend Hill. Yeah, so shout out Pastor Jeff Hill. That's my dad. Um, he's a pastor in Minnesota. Uh, he's super uh, he's a dog. man. He's like, a dog. He is a dog, for sure, but... We need to have him on the show? Oh, absolutely, bro. He would love to come talk about the Grateful Dead. He's a huge deadhead, so... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He loves music, too, dude. Um, But, yeah, he's a pastor, and he talks about this story about this man who, uh... um, Went up... I think it was, like, a dream, you know, or he went up to heaven, and he was walking around, um... Getting to know heaven, like, seeing what it looks like, because, you know, we don't know what that is, you know what I mean? But... He's getting a tour from God about heaven, and there's this door, um, and, you know, the man was very interested to know what's behind that door, and God was like, you know, we can't, like, I'm not going to show you that, you know, I'm not, we're not going to go look at that, and, you know, because he's in heaven, he's like, no, like, I'm here, like, let's figure it out, like, I would love to know, like, let me know the answers now, because, like, as humans, we want to know the answers, and ultimately, God knows the answers, you know what I mean, but, um, so he's like, yeah, what's behind that door, and God said to him, that behind that door is all your missed opportunities that you will never know because you decide not to go with it, you know? I got the chills. <laughs> Think about that. That's wild. Oh, that is. Think about that. That yeah. is amazing. Your missed opportunities that you will never understand because you were too much in your head to, like, fall through that or, like, see that, you know? Mm. Um, but... Yeah, why did you want to bring that story up? Like, what brought you to, like, think that think about that story? I told it the other night to Nathan and Justin and Dom because I just was thinking about it. But that's great advice. Like, don't take every opportunity you have, dude. If you have $4 and your friends are willing to pick you up from L.A. to bring you to Phoenix, take it. You know, if you can go to Seattle and then go to Phoenix and then go to Florida just because, you know what I mean, like, Take every opportunity that comes to you, bro. Do, don't don't say no to things that are are blessings. Like you have, you don't know what are blessings in disguise. And like, like same with conversations. Engage in conversations. Don't sit on your phone and like wait for someone to come to you and start it. Like go out, talk to people. Because yeah, I would like, like that story is just crazy to me. Like I'm I'm thinking about it. Like I wonder how many I have right now. How many missed opportunities would be behind that door for me right now? Only at 21. Now I'm going to live a whole lifetime. Like, imagine how many missed opportunities people go through 80 years. That's, that's the whole point of the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell is what opportunities, like, opportunities are endless for anything that you go into. It's all about how can you find those opportunities? How can you pursue every single opportunity, every single thing you do as an opportunity for you to do what you want to do? Mm-hmm. My best piece of advice to someone would be do not, don't, okay. People tell you that there's certain ways to go at this life and there's certain rules and like there's there's these step-by-step 
process of what you need to do, going to school, learning what you want to do, going to college, getting that degree, doing that career, getting a family, getting a house, you know, raising your kids. Like, sure, that, that's great, and that works for a lot of people, but if you're a kid who doesn't really know what you want to do, then, like, figure it out, bro. Don't go to school if you don't know what you want to do. Like, don't, don't pay $20,000 a year if you don't know what you want to do just so you can get a business degree and then work in a cubicle for the next 20 years. Like, anything that you want to do today, anything that you want to do in the future is completely possible. It's completely, 100%. If I want to be a NASCAR driver and I, and I commit to that and I work every single day for the next 10 years, I will be a NASCAR driver. No doubt. Like, there's no limits to this. There's no ceilings to this. Like, you can do absolutely anything you want to do if you put the work in. Like, wanting to do it's great. That's one, that's one part of it. But the work that you have to put in, like, that's huge. That's, that's huge. And it gets mundane and it gets overwhelming and it gets, you know, confusing. Like, what am I doing? Am I doing this for I can just get a job and be cool and get a fan? Like, nah. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, you're doing the right thing. And like I said the other day to one of my other homies, if your dreams are scaring people when you say them out loud, you're doing the right thing. You're doing something right. Like, so. Wow. I like that. That I, is amazing. Vulnerability is, yeah, is not, is breaking that complacency. It's yeah, vulnerability is, exactly. When you break your vulnerability, you're able to dare greatly and do the things yeah. that are, are, like a lot of people just put that in the back of their heads like oh maybe I'll do this if, if you, you don't take work, risks nothing will happen exactly don't say might either or if yeah. fuck those words yeah. when when I do this mm-hmm. I can't wait till I'm excited for the day that I'm going to I'm grateful that this is you feel me mm-hmm. if ugh, gross people who talk about shit and don't do it I don't know. You only put if out there because you don't really believe it. Right. Right. You putting if is you admitting that it could not happen. Me going, like, that was the biggest thing for college, too, is, like, if I go to college, then that's me having a backup plan, and I don't I don't want a backup plan. Like, this is all I want to do. I don't need a backup plan, you know? But it's, like, is it really what it is, man? How much of your time and, and energy are you going to put into it? If it's just something that you kind of want to do, it's, it's kind of going to happen. Do you have any last words, any any wisdom you want to impart or leave? Any wisdom? Um, yeah, I just co-sign with everybody saying. I think embrace being a crazy person because <laughs> if you go full throttle at what you love doing every day, you will. there will be multiple opportunities for you to look and feel like a crazy person. There's going to be people sitting here like, you've been stacking that one particular vocal for eight hours, man. It doesn't sound right. Who cares? Like, you'll be sitting there like... Uh, like, you'll, like, you'll be sitting there in situations like, I've been making song after song after song after song, and, like, it's not getting tick. Like, what's going on? Like, you feel crazy. It's like, is anybody hearing me type thing? But it's... The more authentic you are to yourself and the more authentic you are to the work ethic, the more you're on some, like, I know it can get over here, so I'm going to put my everything into it, regardless of so-and-so saying, I'm not going to make any money making music type thing. Nathan, get a real job. Nathan, go back to school. It's just, like, there's always going to be another opportunity 
better than what you're going for. There's always going to be uh, option two, but fuck option two. Go full throttle for option one because Very true. you're, I don't know, we were built to do this stuff. Yeah. We really were built to do this stuff. We put our stuff, we work on this every day for a reason and it's going to happen. Very soon. Very soon. That's We've been me. saying slowly but surely. That's on me. For, from the get-go since I've known y'all, we've been saying slowly but surely. Yeah. And, like, we've seen improvements from our first making music together versus music we're making now. Or, like, we we see the steps. We see the progress. We know where we need to go. So just stay on course. And it's gonna, like he was saying, it's going to feel mundane. But it's, like, just make it happen. There we go. I just want to say this has been one of my favorite podcasts that I've been on. I yes, Sirski. Hell yes. Thank yes, you guys so much for joining. This has, been, this has been absolutely incredible for sure. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for having us, bro. I yeah, know that no. we got three people and three mics, or five people, three mics, but hey, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. work, you know? Yeah. That, that's it. And, uh, cool. You want to plug one more time? Anything you got? Yes. And then we'll, we'll sign it out. If you haven't yet, go watch Nathan's video enough on YouTube now. Nathan Zanga, Silent N. In front of the Z. Um, Treehouse Tapes, Volume 1, on Apple Music, Spotify, everything. Big Body as well, the new single. Um, follow us on Instagram, at Treehouse Studios underscore. If you know content creation people, hit my line. And if you want a kiss on the mouth, we can <laughs> hit my line too. Because I'll kiss you. All right, and uh, on that note, folks, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Peace. Treehouse, treehouse, treehouse. Treehouse. Is there? Treehouse.